0: For today's guest, I welcome Jackie Clark, a Republican running in County Council District 19. Running against Jackie in the primary includes Ivan Mathena and Willis Meadows, as well as Benton Blunt. Ivan's interview is later in the podcast and review that at a later date. We've also reached out to other candidates, which include Benton Blunt and Willis Meadows. We hope to have them on the podcast in the future, but you haven't yet scheduled with them. Jackie, it's so good to have you here today at the Transit Center, and we are going to talk a little bit about your candidacy for District 19 so our voters can get to know you a little bit and uh, understand more about you. So why don't you start by telling us why you're interested in running for county council?
1: Okay. uh, I'm uh, retired now. I've been in Greenville all my life. I was a state trooper with the Department of Public Safety, and I was assigned to Greenville 35 years on the road and supervise it. I want to run for District nineteen and for Grandwood County Council because I feel like we need a leader. I don't think and the people I've talked to in District nineteen want better leadership than what they got. I want to be the voice for the people and listen to them, not just do what I want to or Whoever talks me into doing it, I want to listen to the people that's in District 19 uh, and get their opinion of what they think we need.
0: Okay, well that's great. Well, what? Um, one of the things that's come up in recent conversation about Greenville County, and for somebody like you who's been here your whole life, um, the growth and change within our community here has been just astounding in recent years. Um, and it's just there's just a lot of growth also foreseen in the coming. In the coming years, what are your thoughts about about some of that growth and change that we've been seeing in Greenville County?
1: My thoughts is the development we got to slow it down. Uh, after talking with hundreds of people in District 19, if you've been in District 19, everywhere you go they're building, and I don't think, uh, and the people don't think, and I'm doing this for the people. Uh, more or less, uh, their thoughts are. There's too much development right now. We need to slow it down. Uh, we don't. They don't think that the roads can handle traffic, and I don't either. I think what we had before last year was pushing it. It's a safety problem. The with all the building going on, you had 200 apartments here, 400 here, a thousand in certain places. You got just about two vehicles. Per unit, sometimes more, and the roads just can't handle it. The traffic, of course, the roads are so bad now, they're in desperate need of repairs. But with the traffic that's on, take Whitehorse Road, for instance, it's every morning and every night. And I'm not just saying every morning and every night. You can go up to the Brea Fire Department, or you can sit down there in front of Walmart and watch. There's a wreck every morning and every night. And sometimes during the day, there's a couple. When that, when you have a wreck, you got your fire department going out. That's from a uh, Whitehorse Road. Uh, if you got, you hadn't on a 1,000 apartments six miles up the road, and what I'm on fire, my thoughts are who's going to respond to it? If we got that fire truck at a wreck, how's he going? Now in my district, in the bar- yeah, departments, they got three different departments and mm-hmm. locations. So they can respond to it, but it's just getting so bad and the people think it should slow down. Mm-hmm. I think it, if the county is going to allow the builders to develop. Let the developers pay the taxes, not the people who live in that district. They're getting everything out of it, the people. District's getting nothing.
0: Okay, so with the um, one of the things that's coming in front of County Council right now is the unified development ordinance, which is going through the early processes with county staff and the consultants. Um, As part of that, I mean, that that goes along with some of that stuff with the. but the development, like you're talking about, is setting up those laws and ordinances to either work with zoning or 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 indicate what's allowed and not allowed in those areas. What well, are your thoughts on what the UDO says so far?
1: They hadn't showed me nothing. They got numerous developments going on right now. Take a ride up Whitehorse Road from Berea Fire Department to the back of Furman. They got thousands of units going up. Uh, I, I think it. We need to look at other issues than building. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can't stop it. I don't think. So we're gonna keep building, mm-hmm. but we can slow it down.
0: Well, and that's the the UDO. Hopefully, we'll we'll put some of those things in place to to organize that in a way that works for everyone. Are there certain things you hope the UDO? It sounds like you would want the UDO to restrict some of the building so that it slows down some. Um, Are there other things you're hoping for from the UDO? Uh,
1: Definitely. There's a lot of things that need to be done. There's a lot that could have already took place that hasn't. Uh, Like I say, I'm talking for the people, and I'm not even in there yet. I'm Mm -hmm. not voted in, which I hope to be in District 19. But the people saying it takes us an hour to come from Furman to town Mm -hmm. or from – Whitehorse Road, Richmond Hills, in the town, it used to be ten minutes or you know or less.
0: Oh, I know. When you hit that traffic; it ends up being it can really hold you up.
1: And it can be a bad. That's thing. a big problem. Yeah. Not only is it a problem for people getting to work or to the doctor's office, it's a safety problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta. I know for the fact this you gotta wreck at two fifty three, and one eighty three the Cedar Lane Road area. You got a trooper that might be in North Travel's Race that's dispatched to that wreck. Imagine that traffic backed up for an hour right there till he gets there, mm. and nothing can be done till he gets there. And it's not because the trooper's not trying to get from one wreck to another wreck; it's they don't have enough of law enforcement to do that.
0: Okay, so it's kind of a complicated problem where all the different layers really. Tie into each other and make it worse.
1: Correct. Yes, okay. ma'am.
0: Well, how in light of that? So, we're sitting here at the GreenLink Transit Center, um, and we've had the buses just go out and, and do their next little round today. How do you see transit and um, and buses and that sort of stuff f- coming into play for any maybe providing any of those solutions like you're talking about or, or being something that maybe people in District 19, because right now there's only a little bit of the routes that go into di- District 19?
1: I know what I've been watching. Uh, I think that we need to do a study on it, get with the GTA and find out where these people are going. Are they using the bus route to get to work for transportation? Are they using it for the doctor's offices to get back and forth, to go to the grocery store? Uh, I, I think the ones that I've seen lately has one or two people on it. I think maybe we should uh, use the smaller buses or do a study on it. Will it help us in maintenance, the equipment that's running the road? Do we go to a smaller bus uh, to provide a service for the citizens, mm-hmm. or do we stick with the bigger bus? And, and I don't know what the maintenance is. I've not checked on it. But I think that should, would be a problem. And I also feel in years to come the GTA is gonna be a big part of Greenville. It's gonna be more people taking the bus into town. As you know, you go into town for to eat or to a show or a ball game or whatever, you might get there but where are you gonna park? There's no place to park. And I feel like in the future the uh buses is gonna be uh depend on more and more and more to get into town or, you know, it, it's, I'm not familiar with how they, the study is on it, how they operate, but I'm familiar with doing a study to find out. Mm-hmm. And I think whatever it takes to, uh, provide for the citizens, to make things better for the buses, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's don't talk about it. Let's do it.
0: Well, and, and you may not be familiar, but, but talking about the study and stuff like that. So, um, GreenLink has, they, they have done a study to try to, um, kind of make things more efficient, like you're talking about, to try to consolidate some routes and make some plans for the future. Um, one of the things that's on their list of, um, in the, in the short term is building a new maintenance facility so that they can, increase their number of buses and increase frequency. So that buses run every 30 minutes instead of every hour, because that's some of it is it's about convenience. It's hard to Mm -hmm. wait an hour if you need to get a bus or go to the doctor's office or the grocery store or whatever. Um, So making them come more often and build that, uh, or maybe increase their ridership in that way. What do you think about those kind of ideas as they're coming out of the plan department?
1: I think that's great. You didn't mention, uh, using a certain smaller bus well they do or have certain the, amount and they in- do
0: you're right about that. so they do have different size buses depending on ridership and also um, the different turns and that sort of stuff, the radius needed for the bus in those neighborhoods. So sometimes they have a smaller bus to go around a sharp corner versus a lo- big one of those big yeah. buses you see the Proterra buses. they usually um, if I'm right, I may not be right. Jackie, I should probably check this. But I think that the Proterra buses, they usually stick them on the longer routes that are kind of the in and out. Yeah. Up, up Wade Hampton, for well, se, or whatever.
1: And if they uh, need them for, you got one person that rides it from town to driver's rest a day let's use smaller bus if it's less maintenance and i'd have to look into that
0: well and i you know what i'd be surprised i've been riding the buses a lot lately in my new position and just trying to get get a sense of knowing the riders and stuff um and i have been surprised at the number of because i i assume the same thing that maybe not as many people were on the buses at certain times a day maybe they were really heavily used in the morning and afternoon you know just traditional back and forth from work um but it's been interesting to see that there are a lot of full buses I think it's yeah. been a, I think that GreenLink serves a need um, that for those of us with a car, I'm not as always aware. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if I wasn't in this position and trying to get this information, it's, it's kind of an interesting, you know what I mean? I'm sure you had stories like that when you were a trooper, but once you were like, oh, is this really how this is? I hadn't, I didn't realize this was what was going on.
1: Well, if you thought, there were more people using that bus for transportation to work, to the doctor, to the grocery store, for some health problem, you would be more inclined to vote, let's give them more money. Let's county council give GTA more money to off of. Let's let them use it in a way that they need to. But if you see that bus every day with zero or one person on it, you're going to think, we don't need that. Oh, get a pickup truck or something and take them. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. But I feel we need it. We need the bus line. And in days to come, or years to come, like I said, we're going to really depend on the buses.
0: Now, are you? have you ever ridden the buses here? Have you ever been on one of the Green Link buses?
1: No, never have.
0: Okay. What Do you have memories of riding the bus as a kid or anything oh, like that? Yeah. Yes. Where, where did you? Where have you ridden buses before?
1: Uh, what they call... Back in my younger days, the belt line, and uh, it went down uh, Buncombe Road through town, circled out uh, to West Greenville, back down Westside, and over to Cedar Lane Road, and back down to Buncombe, and that was a belt line, and that was the bus that we used if there was anywhere we need to go.
0: Yeah. So you just go in a big circle just around. a big
1: circle. Yeah. I guess that's why they called it the Beltline. Yeah. But, uh,
0: so you would do that as a kid?
1: As a kid, I did. We'd ride it to town when it had all the theaters on Main Street. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but. Yeah. Yeah, I've rode it, but it's been a long
0: time. Isn't that funny? I think about the times riding a bus as a kid, and those are some of my best memories. It was, always seemed like such an adventure to go somewhere, and you felt maybe a little bit more independent. You were, you know, it was just kind of, even as a young adult being able to do it, it just was a, it was a, um, I always smile when I think back at those those early yep. memories.
1: And a lot better than walking. <laughs>
0: yep, I know, especially on those hot days, right? Yes. Well, um, one of the things that Greenville Connects has done in this in the last few months is a transit is essential campaign. So we put together a series of videos and put them on social media highlighting the essential workers during the pandemic that used the used GreenLink as transportation to, you know, keep things moving. So it was, yeah. you know, somebody Able to check you out at, at the grocery store, or somebody at a restaurant who was serving you, those kind of things, people working at the health, at the hospitals and health facilities. Um, so, did you by any chance see any of those videos from the campaign? No, I'm sorry, I haven't. Well, that's okay. That's all right. We, um, I just want to dig into that kind of question about transit as economic development, as something that's around workforce mobility and really using that as a tool to help everyone in the community, you know, be able to. Both employers to be able to access the workers that they need, and also for the workers to be able to access the jobs. Do you have any thoughts on that concept, or is that an is that something you've thought of, of using transit in that way as a tool? Well,
1: yeah, in one way, there's several ways to use it. I don't know what their shut off hours are at night, but uh, I think it's it's coming to it that they're going to be loaded when they come into town, and they're going to be loaded going back out. So it, I don't know how many people use it, but I can tell you my thoughts are there's going to start being there'll be a lot of people use it. They're going to start riding that bus. I mean, gas, just, but where I'm at, it's 409 a gallon.
0: I know. It keeps going up. It just – it's going to – that's been inti- – we, we um, did a study not long ago where we tried to figure out, you know – Individuals riding the bus. What's what is their situation? And for a lot of them, they owned a car, but it was difficult for them to have the money to keep it running. So either they did, needed gas money, or there was you know that some repair or something like that they needed to or yeah. to pay for insurance, right? So something had changed about their financials, or it was just a, a tight month and something was happening where they needed to ride the bus, and and they saw it as a real economic way to get around.
1: Did y'all do a study on them? I mean, he depend on that bus to go to the doctor's office or for medical care. Or.
0: Yeah, we try to do a survey. We've done several where we've just asked the riders, had them do a quick thing about where you go in, you know, what purpose and that sort of stuff, just to get a sense of, of percentages and um, understanding how people are using the bus and also what areas we need to look in, you know, for supporting growth, and things like that. Well,
1: in District 19, the growth is just way out there. It's, I mean, go by, I said it earlier to you, go up Waddle's Road and look at the building. And it's not five houses or 50 apartments, it's hundreds and hundreds. Slow it down, if it's too late, stop it. And I don't want to to think that if I was elected I could stop it because I don't think I can. But I can help slow it down. I can voice my opinion and I can voice the opinion for the people. They live in District 19 in Greenville County, and that's what I want to do.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate so much your time today, Jackie. It's been really great getting to talk to you about your positions on different topics and and get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you were hoping to share with us today?
1: Well, I I would like to say that uh, I'm for law enforcement. I'm for fire departments, I'm for uh, EMS, uh, I'm for health care, and I'm for road repairs. We're not getting the roads repaired. If you look on your registration card, every time you go by a tag in Greenwood County, and I don't know about the other counties, it says road repairs. And there's a certain amount that they take charge for each car. Mm-hmm. And there's also state taxes for road repairs. People don't realize the county has county roads that they own. The state has state roads that they own. And the gas taxes is supposed to be for those state roads. The county taxes is for the county roads. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen no repairs. and and I see them patch a hole every now and then. But they are not doing no repairs. In District nineteen we need it fixed bad and we don't need no taxes. We do not need a tax increase to repair our roads when we already paid it and have been paid it. And we collect money from the state for state roads, for the interstate as a federal road. We collect federal money for eighty five or three hundred eighty five. Uh I just think we're not getting what we're paying for.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate that, Jackie. That's so good to talk to you. Thanks again for being here with me today.
1: Well, I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate you inviting me here. Hope it didn't make nobody mad.
0: <laughs> you did great. Thanks a lot. Bussin', the Greenville Transit Podcast, has been brought to you by Greenville Connects and is produced by the Greenville Podcast Company. Please make sure to check us out and give us five stars so everybody can find us. Thanks, guys.